Week 12 of the Sports Gods Pick Show. Here with Ace, Ant, and Malik. Good thing you guys always good thing you guys always know how to intro each other. I was pointing no, at I, I was pointing at Ant, but nobody could see my hand. See that? See that? Right. See, you see, see this? Can, can you see this finger? <laughs> the pro- no, but the problem that we have is that you're pointing well, on my screen, you're not pointing at anything. I want you to know I'm including all this in the show. No, that's fine. Well, my screen, you're pointing at anything. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, speak up, okay? Introduce hey, yourself. I didn't know he was pointing at me. That's a great intro. Good. From San Antonio, Texas, everyone. Ant. <laughs> yes, it's raining out here in San Antonio right now. And from Harlem, we have Malik. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Restore the roar. The lions are back. Matt Patricia <laughs> is gone. I am happy. Thanksgiving was good because we lost and I knew we were going to lose and I told everybody we were going to lose. I hope you bet mm-hmm. towards us losing. Yeah. Um, and that, that proved to be the final, uh, the final blow for Mr. Matt Patricia and Mr. Bob Quinn. So it's a good day. Who finished his career at what? Was it 1936 and one? Forgettable, forgettable and forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> they should, they should just stop. They should just stop giving people like numbers. When you, when you, when you suck that bad as a coach, yeah. Your career record should just be not enough wins, too many losses. That's what they should just call it. I don't okay. even want the numbers. Just, just, just not enough wins, too many losses, and one. I like that. <laughs> and one, and one Give tie. Give you your tie. <laughs> Give you your tie. Okay. Okay. You can, you Fair can have enough. the tie because nobody, nobody, people aren't, people aren't usually capable of doing that. All right. So maybe All that's right. something you can actually be proud of. That makes sense. I hear you. All right, so we're going to get into it this week, as we already kind of have been. Um, the Baltimore Ravens-Steelers game got moved from Thursday night, which was unfortunate because we got basically terrible football on Thanksgiving, but good food. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys got worked, shockingly. Um, they just didn't show up to play on offense. And so the Ravens-Steelers got moved to Tuesday due to COVID concerns, although I'm still sticking with the Ravens because as long as Lamar Jackson – is on schedule to play and not RG3. That would be kind of scary. Um, they have a good mm-hmm. chance of actually winning that game. Although James Conner tested positive for the Steelers, prayers up for him because he's a cancer survivor. So they're going to be without him, and Benny Snell is going to be their starting running back for the Steelers. So I'm still taking, sticking with my pick of the Ravens. Malik or Anthony, do you guys want to change your pick? Because you both of y'all had Pittsburgh. No, I have no intentions of changing my pick. There is a uh... – Again, it's not – I think what was – it's a spread – did the spread change? I think that's the question I have. I know it's still four and a half. It is. Okay. Yeah. If it hasn't, if it hasn't changed at all, then no. Um, I still think Pittsburgh is a better team. They're at home, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, they should uh, eat this one out, despite the fact that, you know, it's been pushed and James Conner is not going to play. Um, Snell should be good. The rest of the offense should be – should be should be fine. Um, Baltimore's defense is, you know, obviously going to put up a put up a. Thing. The only interesting thing about this is, the last I believe it's the last six games, five or six games that they played have all been within three points. So that four and a half does loom large, just because it doesn't typically typically tends to go to the three. 
Um, exactly. And so that's probably why Vegas is doing what they're doing and, and picking picking it here. But I think, you know, there's just too much too much adversity and Baltimore hasn't shown me enough to to prove that one, they can win the game and two, that they can they'll 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 be able to push the cover. So I'll take Pittsburgh. Let me stay I'll stay there. No, no bets available yet because they still don't know if it's actually gonna happen. So if it does happen, it's gonna be on NBC. It's gonna be an extra Sunday night football game, I guess on Tuesday. We have Monday night. Yeah. We get Sunday, Monday and Tuesday night football. All right. Next up after that, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Still three points. Still don't know how this hasn't gone up because the Atlanta Falcons have the worst defense in the league. And the Raiders, after they played last week against Kansas City, I just have more faith in them. So this is a quick one for me. I'm going with the Raiders. Derek Carr's been playing great. Played a great game against Kansas City, who has a much better defense than the Falcons. I don't care if they're on the road. They're going to light up the Falcons by at least – they beat them by 10 to 14 points, in my opinion. This is going to be my lock of the week, Raiders. And Raiders lock of the week. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So what's the um, over and under? It is 54 and a half points. Mm. Which means a combined yeah. score of 27 to 28. Four touchdowns apiece or 42 to 14. That sounds about right. So I'm going to go um, <laughs> Raiders on this one. I'm taking the over on this. Okay. I don't believe in Atlanta at all. Malik, what do you got to say? Yeah, they're, they're playing off better on offense, and I believe in them for fantasy purposes, but their defense is just not not together. And they've also fired their head coach, so who knows? So the spread here is three. <clears throat> um, Atlanta has been better with Raheem Morris than they were with uh, Dan Quinn, um, who was their previous head coach. And that speaks to me – a little bit because I feel like as long as they are healthy, they should be able to play with um, – they should be able to play with Vegas. Vegas doesn't scare me defensively. They put a – you know, Derek Carr and the, and the, and the offense, they, they definitely can score the football, you know, and Josh Jacobs is a, you know, premier running back. Um, they've got Darren Waller as their number one pass catcher uh, on the team. And they have, you know, more than enough weapons to make some to make some some noise. But Atlanta can score. And coming off of that situation that they ran into with New Orleans and the, the defense that the Saints played against them, I would be surprised if they don't come out and, you know, put up, put up some points against Vegas. So I'm going to take Atlanta to cover um, at home. Give me the three. Uh, I'll take Atlanta to cover that. Um, I'll go with the... I'll go with the over here because I feel like for Atlanta to win really pretty much anything, they're going to have to score. Um, and I don't feel like the Raiders, like I said, I think I mentioned the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to have problems scoring. So I, I just think it'll be a, be a nice cover. Um, maybe a, a Raider win by two or three points, field, uh, last minute field goal, something like that. Okay. Next up, we got the LA Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by four points now. The line moved up from three. I guess they have a little bit less faith in the Chargers, and they're traveling all the way to the east. And it's going to be a cold day up there in Buffalo, about 30-something degrees. And with that rookie quarterback going against a very good defense, I don't see them. The over-under for this game is 52-and-a-half, and the Bills are minus 220 on the money line. So Vegas clearly believes that Buffalo is going to win this game outright. 
And I think Buffalo can easily win this game by a touchdown. They've shown they've been able to put up a lot of points. So I won't be surprised when they do. The Chargers are three and seven. The Bills are seven and three. I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but it 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 seems to be it seems to be trending towards them. And with the Bills being the healthier team overall, I, I see. Chargers uh, running backs are still kind of banged up. They don't have Joshua Kelly back. And or is it is it Josh Kelly or Justin something? They have so many running backs with the same J names. But I'm taking the You're Bills about the, here. on the Bills. No, 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 on the on the Chargers. The Chargers are running. Uh, oh, uh, Joshua Kelly. Joshua. Joshua Kelly. Kelly. Chargers are going with a backfield by committee, which is, you know, bad in football in general, because if you're feeding one hot hand, it's, I don't know, like, they don't have a good pass catcher. They don't have a good runner overall in general. Like, he's okay. Their receivers are amazing. But I think the Bills can hold on to the ball a little bit longer and run it with, um, you know, run it with their new quarterback. Uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. A.K.A. Jaheim Allen, the way he runs. So, yeah. <laughs> back there and open Buffalo, give them two things to cheer for, aside from my UB Bulls, who are now 4-0. Malik, what do you got to say? So you said that the spread the spread went down. It was four when we it initially decided to talk about it. It went up. It was so three. What is it now? It, was, uh, it went up by a point. It's four. It's four now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm actually – I would have taken Baltimore – I mean, sorry, Baltimore. Buffalo. I would have taken Buffalo at about at about six, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, this is probably this is probably part of this is a re- part of the reason why it is you know it's probably here the way it is because Los Angeles has shown with Justin Herbert, he's shown the ability to you know put up points in a hurry. And Buffalo's defense is not has not been great this year, uh, um, to say the least. Yeah. And so this is probably a game where they're. This is probably this is probably a bit of a shootout. This is how they're winning. How Buffalo's been winning recently. I'd be interested to see what the weather is. I mean, obviously, end of November, beginning of December games in Buffalo, things start to get a little bit colder. Um, starts to oh, yeah. get some precip- some precipitation out there. So there's there's always the potential for something like that. Um, but even so, and and actually, I think that just trends in Buffalo's favor as well because Los Angeles isn't accustomed to you know um, you know playing in that type of condition uh, and. Uh, what's, Herbert is a West Coast quarterback too, right? He's not he's not Smart, from the East yeah. Coast. He hasn't right. He hasn't he hasn't played in that in those types of conditions uh, considerably. So even and even if it's not, uh, I'm going to take Buffalo here as my best bet. Um, so I'm going to take Buffalo with the four. Uh, I'll give the four as my best bet, uh, my first best bet of the week. All right. And what do you got to say? All right, looking at this game, the. The Bills actually placed John Brown and Cody Ford on the injured reserve right now. It happened like 40 minutes ago. Also, looking at this thing, I'm looking at the weather. Who's Cody Ford? John Brown's their third string wide receiver, receiver, correct? Yeah, but still, he still can't get a lot of catches. Cody um, Cody Ford is one of the offensive um, linemen. Gotcha. It does count. I'm also looking at it. They all count. I'm also looking at the weather here when when Malik brought it up. It's going to be like around 48 degrees. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be raining earlier, but still, that field is not going to be really good. But I don't see I don't see that it's going to be like a pass-happy type of game on this one. But I'm going to take the – I'm going to also take the Bills, but I'm going to take Bills and the under on this one. Gotcha. All right. We are moving on to the New York football giants at the Cincinnati Bungles. 
Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the year. So this spread went from, I believe it was five, five and a half. Now it's up to six points. The Bengals are plus 190. I don't, no, that hasn't really changed. Oh, no. The Bengals are now plus 220, and the Giants are minus 264 on the money line, and the over-under on the points is 44 and a half. I think this game is going to be on the over. The Giants have shown the ability to score. They're one of the, I guess, better teams in the NFC East. And with the win here, they'll be able to keep pace with Washington, who they've actually beaten. So I see them being able to win it twice. That's right. So they have the division lead on them and the tiebreaker, even if they end up with both of a tie score or tie record at seven and nine, they'll still be getting into the playoffs. So that'll show some growth on their part, even after losing Saquon Barkley. So imagine how good this team could be next year, actually, when they start to get in a little bit better of a rhythm. So I see the Giants being able to win this, but it's that sixth lead. You see that I have no idea how bad the Bengals are going to be on offense. Their wide receivers are still pretty good without Burrow. So maybe if they can keep that consistent with a full week of practice, they might be able to keep it close. But I'm going to take the Giants here to cover, and I'm going to take the under. I think that if the Bengals don't score, they're really not going to score. So I can see the Giants winning this one, 21-24-17, Giants. I'm going to go to the same thing with you, Ace. I'm going to take the Giants in the under. Looking at this, they both cold weather teams. Cincinnati actually lost a quarterback. I don't think the, Gi- the Giants is not fully, is that fully, to me, it's not really a fully built team that they want to be right now. This is just a, basically a, a rebuild year for them. But I can still see them pulling this off. And also, they, who knows, and maybe they might actually try to get into the um, playoff fight. These teams are pretty evenly matched in terms of record. But um, the Bengals are not going to make the playoffs. But the Giants really are in the thick of it. Like, this game matters. Right. They are playing in Cincinnati. And the weather there is going to be mm, scattered showers, 53. So 30% chance of rain. So even if it's a rain game, I mean, Daniel Jones can run. He has nine picks. He's their leading rusher on the year, which is also not a good sign. But Giovanni Bernard is their starting running back still. And I have no idea who the Bengals' backup quarterback is. If, you know, well, both of them are really good cold weather team. So yeah, so the the, the weather part kind of washes kinda, that out on that exactly. one. Exactly. There's no advantages for either team. Malik. So <clears throat> Brandon Allen is the starting quarterback this week. He's uh, was just he was elevated from the practice. Brandon Allen. He was elevated from the practice squad. Like I said, he's going to be the starter. <laughs> he's going to be their starter um, in place of Joe Burrow. Um, last week, I believe it's, I believe Kyle, I can't remember his last name. Um, the, the quarterback, oh, Ryan Finley, uh, came in, uh, last week when Burrow went down, uh, apparently did not do very well. Um, Ryan you know, Finley, coming in Fordham in, in, University fan, Ryan Finley. Yeah. Yeah. Second, second, second year player. Um, came in, he was the backup for Burrow, did not do very well. Um, did not fare very well. And Allen has at least some um, familiarity with uh, uh, head coach Zach Taylor's offensive system. Uh, okay. Seemingly that's why he's been, that's why he's been elevated to the starter uh, because of that, that level of familiarity with the system. And so his ability to just kind of step in and, and hit the ground running. Um, and the fact that he's been on the practice squad for the last, you know, seven or eight weeks uh, on this team. So that leads me to, that leads me to lean towards the points here. Um, this is a, again, like you said, Ace, this is uh, Cincinnati doesn't have anything to play for in terms of you know the standings, but they do have some pride to play for, and this is still a good team, still a talented team on both sides of the football. 
Um, Brandon Allen should be able to, I believe he should be able to, you know, make, make some, make some plays happen. Um, if he's, if he's familiar with the offense and he's able to, you know, make some things work out for him. The real question I have here is, you know, who's going to be starting at running back for this team? Um, we already know Joe Mixon is likely out. Samaj P. Ryan has been talked about as being the potential uh, backup uh, or potential been starter. Actually, Ronnie Bernard so far, so we'll see. Yeah, but Bernard's been dealing with an injury too, and so okay. Samaj P. Ryan was the was early like, earlier this week. Samaj P. Ryan was on the list of potential pickups from a fantasy perspective to start in his place. Um, okay. So if that winds up, if it winds up trending that way. Um, you know, Samaj P. Ryan actually does have a little bit of experience. He was a former Washington quarter, Washington running back. Had a little experience playing the Giants. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to lean the points here. I'm going to take Cincinnati and lean the points. Um, and I don't believe that – I believe that the Giants, despite the Giants being the better team uh, in this regard, um, Cincinnati should keep it close. I think they should, I think they should keep it close. They should, they're going to try to run the football and, and try not to put the, put the ball in a situation where Brandon Allen has to make plays to win the game. Just keep him into keep him in plus down situations, mm-hmm. and you know don't put them in a don't don't put them in a spot where you know he's got a you know he's got to be a hero because um, gotcha. he's not Joe Burrow, right? So that's the that's where I'm sticking here. Give me Cincinnati, and I'll take the I'll take the under here. Um, if if Cincinnati if Cincinnati wins this game, it's probably I'm sorry, it's forty four and a half. I'll take yeah. the over. Sorry, <laughs> Cincinnati's going to win this game. It's probably going to stay. It's probably going to stay somewhere in the in the in the mid to high twenties. All right. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans are going to be visiting them, and the spread has stayed steady most of the week at three, three and a half. So we're we're operating with the William Hill line, which is three. The underdogs are Tennessee Titans, who are plus one sixty five on the money line, and the over under on this game is fifty and a half. Now, I just heard a couple of minutes ago, about two, three hours ago, that Jonathan Taylor is on the COVID-19 restriction list. So I don't believe he'll be playing in this week's game on Sunday. He should be out. He had a very good game last week. The week before, not so much. Um, the Colts have a couple of running backs they can go to. Naeem Hines is a really good pass catcher, and they have another guy who they also use. don't remember his name right now, but the Tennessee Titans, I believe, should be able to come in and stop this team. Their wide receivers are nothing special. Their tight ends are okay, but they only have Mo Cox. They've lost one of the other um, starting tight ends. Tennessee has A.J. Brown. They got Corey Davis. They have, as we all know, the best running back in the NFL and Derrick Henry right now until Jared Patterson gets drafted out of the University of Buffalo. So I'm going with the Tennessee Titans plus three. And if you're aggressive here, you can take the take them straight up. I would not do that. I would take the three points. I think they may need it. They even have a better kicker, and they're playing in a dome. So weather will not be a factor. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. This is for the NFC South lead. Titans to, for the win and the cover. And Yeah, I'm also just going, I'm looking at, I'm just looking at this over. Definitely think about taking Titans as well. I'm going to take Titans, and I'm thinking they're going to um, take, it, take them for the, um, the under as well. You taking them for the under, or I'm taking them the under. Yeah, the over under on this is 50 points. That seems like a lot to me for a running team, but Henry can break off these long runs. But even still, I expect them to try to try to grind down this game because it's a division game. Yeah, it, yeah, I see. I can see it going that same exact route. I'm going to take Tennessee Titans in the under in this one as well. Right. Malik. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm starting to I'm starting to regret 
my idea of not 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 believing in Philip Rivers and not taking Philip Rivers, not betting for Philip, not betting on Philip Rivers. Um, he has over the course lot. of the season, they have covered a lot, and over the yeah. course of the season, he has done more with what I perceive to be less than you know than a lot of them I expected him to. Um, and Tennessee, despite the, the, one thing that Tennessee has shown is they can they can cover that spread. They can do a back end cover of that spread pretty easily. Um, you yeah. get Derrick Henry on one of his big runs, and that's pretty much all you need. And so because of that, I, I do think that Indianapolis wins this football game. Really? But I think it's going to be closer than I think it's going to be closer than most people think. Uh, it's a division okay. of battle, and um, I'll take Tennessee as well because I just think Tennessee with a backdoor cover, or maybe even a maybe. Just outright win. A squeak out win. Um, can, can can take can, can outright win it here. Um, so if you're giving me the points, I'll take the points. But I I don't I don't like it because mm. Indianapolis has shown that when they win, they win big. They don't they, when they win, they cover. Yeah. Um, and that's been their their reputation thus far. So if you think that the Indiana if you think Indianapolis is going to win, then uh, you're an Indy fan. If you think Indianapolis is going to win, I would say take take them and and sh- take them straight up. Take him on the money line and then make another bet and put him in your parlay and give it give the three if you want. Because honestly, you know, I don't see I don't think there's a reason why there's no reason why Indianapolis can't win this game. Um well, they don't have their starting running back. They have Justin Wilk. Yeah, but T- Taylor hasn't but Taylor hasn't been Jordan Wilk. He hasn't been the bell cow of this offense. You know, he and the majority of the carries. No, yeah, I get that. What I'm saying is they they've shown an ability to win with multiple people in the backfield. They have not been They've shown the ability to win without without T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has been basically a no-show all season, yeah. and they found the ability to win with him. You know, um, you mentioned Moali Cox as their as their you know as their tight end option. You know, they went into the season with him and um, I can't remember the the, the guy's name. Um, their second tight end, but you know, um, oh, Trey Burton, Trey Burton, and Jack Doyle. Right, right. Jack Doyle was the, the Jack Doyle was the one I'm thinking of. Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle had, had been, you know, talked about as their as their primary primary tight end. He's been out. Moali Cox has stepped right in, mm-hmm. um, and Burton has played well. Zach Pascal as their receiving option has played well, and it tends to be that it tends to look like you know Rivers doesn't mind who he's throwing to. He throws to small running backs and big receivers. That's what he likes yes. to throw to, and that's what he goes to. And so, um, you know, he's going to do that. And it, here's the thing: if Tennessee can't get pressure on Philip Rivers. They're going to be a, it's going to be a problem. Oh. Philip Rivers and Frank White is that they're going to rush. They're going to get that ball down the field, and they're going to score these guys. So, again, it's Tennessee. You know, with the three, I'm trusting in Derrick Henry, but this is not a. I don't want to pick this game at all, personally. Okay. Don't they still have who did they sign as the their star defensive end? Who did they get on defense? Uh, Tennessee. What is uh, Clowney. Clowney. They got Clowney. J- they got, got Javion Clowney. Is he still healthy, right? Javion Clowney. He's healthy. He's he's healthy. He hasn't been he hasn't been that impactful. Okay. Well, this is where he's going to earn his money. I will say that Tennessee has less turnovers than Indianapolis, and that's usually I think where they win the game. Philip Rivers has twice as many picks as um as surprisingly as Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill's kind of coming to his own in the Tennessee. So I just feel more confident in them. Like they seem to be a more consistent team. They even played both. They both had to play Chicago and Tennessee played Chicago better than the Colts did. So bearing it against the same team with both a great defense, I'm going with the Titans. Um, on to the next one. The Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Carolina Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater is going to play, but 
they are not expected. This is a revenge game for him, so I'm assuming he's suiting up. He's he wasn't listed on the chart on the injury report as of Friday, and he practiced Thursday, he practiced Wednesday and Friday. And I expect him to play. Um, Christian McCaffrey is not going to play. But um, the Carolina Panthers are getting three, and the Minnesota Vikings are laying those points at home. The over-under is 48 and a half. I think I'm just going to take the, the Carolina Panthers out of just, I don't know. Dalvin Cook has not been so great. If they go back to him, I think they can win. But for some reason, they keep putting the ball more in Kirk Cousins' hands, and they seem to lose every time that happens. And Teddy Bridgewater has shown to be more than a capable quarterback from last season and this season. I just, I should be taking the Vikings here because of Cook. He's the best player I, on between either team. And if he gets the ball, he is healthy. As far as I know, no COVID issues, no knee issues, no ankle issues. And he can just pound, pound, pound that ball. Carolina's defense is not impressive. You know what? I'm, I've talked myself into it. I'm taking the Vikings, laying the three points. The Vikings should win. Bridgewater could play great and the Vikings could still win just by leaning on uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook for the win here. Malik. Yeah, so this is this is a little upsetting, not just from a fantasy perspective, but I really would have liked to have seen a Dalvin Cook versus Christian McCaffrey, you know, yeah. extravaganza. Um, you know, the opportunities to see two running backs at the prime of their careers, both playing at, at high levels, um, just would have been outstanding to watch. Uh, I could have definitely seen a situation where the both of them you know, from a fantasy perspective, got you 35 or more points against their respective defenses, you know, scored multiple touchdowns, catching the ball in the backfield, running and everything. So it's really depressing that, uh, you know, McCaffrey's not going to be able to play this play in this game. And, and that's the reason why I'm going to lean Minnesota as well. Um, I just feel like, you know, if Minnesota gets a lead, um, they're going to feed Cook and they're just going to, you know, lean on Carolina and force them to, you know, force Teddy Bridgewater into making – you know, making more plays than he probably wants to, um, you know, force him into throws that he doesn't want to make. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is a very safe quarterback. I love him. I think he's a great, I think he's, I think he's a, you know, great, you know, stopgap option as the quarterback for your team. He may not be a franchise. You don't think he's a franchise player? He may not be a franchise guy. Um, wow. And it may not be, it may not particularly be his, his, I think he lacks like the, the top end athleticism or arm strength that you that you see from you know for he i think that as a decision maker but i, I think he's a court i think he's a quarterback that can absolutely still win a super bowl ace i think okay. i think that that's the that's the thing about him is like you surround him with great pieces you know he can absolutely he's not going to be the quarterback that hurts you he's not going to be the quarterback that you know um that brings you he's not going to carry the team to the to the championship he's an above you know average know I mean? qb he's an above average qb and i he's think he's of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, potentially, you know, if you, you and, and Eli Manning, look, not for nothing, Eli Manning is going to go to the Hall of Fame, you know, um, as yeah, being not. a quarterback, as being a quarterback who, who won and who played big when the, when the moment, when the moment presented itself. Yeah. And, you know, that Teddy Bridgewater may be that guy. So I'm going to lean Minnesota here as well, um, just because they don't have uh, McCaffrey. And I think this is the one that bites them. Um, because not having, not having McCaffrey, means that when you get down, you're not going to be able to lean on him to help get you back in the game. Uh, and, you know, on the other side, Dalvin Cook is an absolute monster. So uh, Minnesota knows what's good for them. You get the ball to Cal you get the ball to Cook early and often, get yourself a lead, and then just keep feeding that beast until until the, clock's, like, the clock runs out. So give me Minnesota, and um, I'll give the three here. All right. 
All right. Look, I'm bad at pronouncing his his last name, so y'all should know it. Y'all, one of y'all guys fill in on this. Wide receiver Adam Tazine, whatever. Feeling Adam Feeling. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be out. Yeah, he's not playing. He's not. He's not playing. Ooh, so they really have to lean on Cook. Yeah, so he's he's on the yeah he's on the COVID list, but that doesn't. Justin Jefferson will be there. Justin Jefferson. So they still has been a phenomenal receiver uh, for them this year. But Carolina you know, still doesn't have McCaffrey, right? So it's going to be the Mike Davis right. and Debo Sam, not Debo Samuel, DJ Moore. Yep. And DJ Moore, know, Curtis Sam, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel. I think that might be you Samuel yep. might be hurt or recovering from Corona. Yeah, so I'm sticking with yeah, I'm sticking with Cook. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm going to go with y'all guys. I'm going to go with the um, Minnesota in here, well, Minnesota and the under in this. I think they're going to okay. pull it out on this one. Okay. Okay. Well, these teams haven't actually met a lot during the regular season. The Panthers are six and one all time against the Vikings, but that's when they score twenty one points or more. So keeping that in mind, like Carolina did shut out Detroit after beating, uh, you know, coming off a five game losing streak. So this might be this might be another game for them to bounce back. And I think they were off last week, correct? Uh, Minnesota? No, Carolina. Carolina, Carolina no, Carolina played last week. That, Carolina played Detroit last week. Carolina played Detroit. That was off of their bye week. That's right. So they had an easy mm-hmm. game, and then <laughs> they have this game. So, yeah, I'm still taking the Vikings. I think their Vikings realized that if they can keep winning out, they can actually make the playoffs. So the next game up, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the New England Patriots. The weather here tomorrow is going to be kind of crap. Actually, it's going to be really good. The high tomorrow around for New England this is good for late November. It's going to be 56 degrees here. Um, Cam Newton is playing and Kill Harry is back. They found some other wide receivers to start in his place. Um, Sony Michelle is healthy. I don't know if he's going to play, but Damian, I believe it's Damian Williams. I keep forgetting his name because I don't have him on my team. Damian Williams is their starting running back. He's healthy. Running back? Yeah. Damian Sorry, Harris. Damian Harris. Damian Harris. Kyler Murray, Murray and his shoulder injury are off the injury report, so Kyler Murray is going to play. The one thing that's been holding the Pats back has been turnovers. As Cam Newton has seven interceptions, but only four passing TDs. Somehow he has 1,900 passing yards. Um, Cam is healthy. The rest of the team is healthy. Defense has not been playing great, but they lost a lot of starters because of COVID opt-outs. The spread somehow is only minus one and a half. It went down from two and a half. But here I just got to take the Cardinals. I know home underdogs are not really good to pick against. Cam's going to be motivated. This is another prove-it game for him. They did somehow find a way to beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Cardinals are not as good a team on that on defense, but on offense, they are a much better team. I think the Cardinals outscore them here. I'm going to take the Cardinals in the over. The over-under is 48 and a half. Cardinals for the win on the road. And Well, I'm looking at this game, and I know one thing about New England is that they love to change up their system a lot. Hmm. And I really think that they can adapt to Arizona on this one. Okay. This is a home game for New England, and New England's quite – even though people think that New England's trying to rebuild or tank or something like that, some people actually think this way. You oh, Bill Belichick you, doesn't play that. You think this way. No. Stop mostly, saying some people. No, it's mostly Jet fans. I should, I should just call them out there on that one. Yeah. But um, I don't think so. I don't think this is going to happen. I think New England's going to actually win this. Really? Okay. Yes, I have New England in this one. I have New England in, in the under this one. Okay. Malik. 
Um, New England just got, got beat by a, you cut, I'm sorry, you cut out right the there. Houston Texans in Houston. Yes. Oh, no, sorry. I was saying New England just got just got beaten by Deshaun Watson in the Houston, Texas in Houston. Um, that wasn't that game ended 27, 21, mm-hmm. but it was not close. Um, it was, no, it was nowhere near as close as the final score. Uh, in the, the, New England put it, put together a couple to make it, make it, uh, you know, to make it respectable. I think it's really interesting here that these lines come in so low. Um, and this is to me, this is the Bill Belichick respect line. Um, again, this is just teams that this is Vegas, uh, it's looking to the better and saying, has been. "Well, it's it might it's Vegas, Vegas looking at looking at the betters and saying, you know what, you guys respect you, you respect you know uh, Bill Belichick and what the Patriots have been able to do, despite the fact that the team does not have great talent on either side of the ball right now. The great talent they did have, most of that talent decided not to play this season due to the COVID situation, uh-huh. um, and then their best." You know, their best player on the defensive side of the ball, Steve uh, Stephon Gilmore, and he hasn't been the best defensive player in the league. He won defensive player of the year last year. He's not been the best defensive player in the league this year, and he's going to be going up against arguably the top, a top two to three receiver in the NFL in uh, no, DeAndre the best receiver in the league. After that catch, he is now the best receiver. I mean, yeah, say, say what you will. Like, if, he, if, 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 that's, if that's your number, then he's number one. He's, he's going up against the best receiver in the NFL, and Murray may right now already be a step a step better than Deshaun Watson. I, as great as Deshaun Watson is, and as much as I told you I love watching Deshaun Watson play, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he ripped apart my team last week, I mean, you know, a couple of days ago, I'm um, mad my team Kyle Murray may already be better than him. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, as good. Kyle Murray may actually already be better than him. So, you know, this is, this to me screams Arizona stomping them out, right? Getting the win. The only thing I say yeah, the only thing I say here that could be a, a bit of a question mark is, you know, the the, the travel, you know, uh, going from the west mm-hmm. to the east, playing an early game, you know, if that's going to be a problem for them. I don't believe that they've had any real COVID-related uh, situations. No. And like you said, like you said, um, Murray is no longer listed on the injury report, so the shoulder appears to be fine. This team is healthy, playing well, and playing at, playing at their best at the, at the best at the, at the time when they need to be. And, the and they're still playing in the toughest division in the NFL. Exactly. And the Patriots can't really contain a good a running quarterback unless it's like, unless you're playing in a monsoon like Lamar Jackson, who just got the worst weather ever. I, I really right. think that it, yeah, I got, exactly. yeah, guys, uh, um, Vegas might actually be right on that respect of Bel- Belichick on this one. But that's just on me. Okay. We'll see. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, disagree- what, I, what I'm saying is, here is, the Patriots have not been have not proven the ability to um, to cover for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he may be calling great plays. They don't have great talent to execute. <laughs> they have been they have been you know woefully diminished from a talent perspective. Job. And the wide receivers took a lo- little while to get onto the system because they're starting two guys that no one in the New England area had heard of. They were expecting like. I don't even know if who's the who's the who's the wide receiver that everybody was kind of expecting to be okay. He's like thirty-five years old now, or thirty-four years old. Um, Adam, why am I messing up his name? Oh, um, wait, you're talking about uh, 
he's still hurt. The wide receiver, he's their number one wide receiver, but he's not on the team. Not Enkil Harry, but oh, he's on Edelman. Edelman, Jesus, Julian Edelman. I don't even know yeah. if he's out for the rest of the year or not. But he, I think he's, he's on, on IR. He's on the IR, but he's on the IR return. Yeah, so he could come back, and I think they're trying to save him in case he can come back and they can actually make a playoff push. Now, this team has four wins, so that seems very unlikely because that would mean that they would have to win out because Buffalo seven and three. So they have to win out and win 10, get to 10 games to probably get in in the AFC. And if I'm not mistaken, Anthony, correct me if I'm wrong, but they lost both games to Buffalo, did they? I think so. Let me check. I know that, I believe they lost once. Maybe they have another game against them. They have another but. game. They finished the season against Miami, Buffalo, and then the Jets. Yeah, okay. so they definitely won. I mean, lost one against them. Yes. But yeah. To me, the way I see it is with Bill Belichick is just that you have you had um last week you had there was going against Houston, and this week they're going against Arizona. I mean, yeah, they're not similar teams, but he almost you know I don't know. It's just like they can use you use one. Arizona's a better version of uh, Houston, right? Right now. And that's the thing is that you can't give this guy the same same type of team twice. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say the talent usually wins out in the NFL. And being as the spread is so small, what we're saying is Arizona has to win this game by a field goal to win, which they can do. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Ant. You're a Jet fan. You've got PTSD from dealing with <laughs> dealing with him for so long. I completely understand if you if you're just hesitant on betting against them. But I'm starting like I'm starting to say like they just don't have the talent to to compete right now with well, the top teams in the, under, in the though, NFL. Right? And I think that's why New England was yeah. able to beat the Ravens okay. because Belichick had studied the Ravens for so long over the past three years with Lamar Jackson that he finally learned what to do. Because the first two times yeah. they played him, Lamar Jackson rocked him, but he he. He always loses to the same three teams, which is Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and um, the Patriots. Even without Brady, yeah. they still lost. So somehow, some way, they always find a way to win. But Ant, we're going to start with you next with the Dolphins visiting your New York Jets. The spread increased oh. to a, even seven points, so you can call it this week. What, what do we? What do we got? What do we got? Wow, my favorite team versus my favorite coach. Wow, this is. <laughs> I don't. I wonder if after this game, if um, Googly Eyes is going to get fired like Matt Patricia. But I doubt it. <laughs> got to give him a third year to you know fail fail upwards. Sam Donald's actually coming back, and he says he feels good. good. So this actually might change the whole spectrum on this. Okay. Wait, even though Jet fans might be pushing towards this, um. Tank for Trevor thing. I don't, I don't know. This is Sam, this is Sam Donald trying to fight for his job right now, because if he winds up getting traded, I doubt he'll be a starter next year. Oh, he, he might be. He, he, might, will. He, might, he will be a starter because the teams want to trade for him. Really need a quarterback. He's not going to get Josh Rosen because they see the talent and they think it's a it's an error in coaching. It's definitely an error in the coaching on this one, but I can actually see that Sam Donald is not only coming back. This is going to be the first time he's actually playing with all three of his wide receivers, his tight end and old ass on Frank Gore. Yes, this is the second meeting of the two teams. Miami shut out the, the, the Jets 24 zip in week six. Well, I can still see them. I can see them actually giving a good battle. The Jets have actually been doing this for the last couple of games. This is going to be like a nail biter at the end, but I still see Miami pulling this out. So I got Miami in the under in this one. All right. I'm going to go with the New York football Jets because they covered for me last week. Thank you, Joe Flacco, for being a great QB. And good teams cover, but good teams win, but great teams cover. And that's what Flacco did. He got me within 
the Chargers on the road. I'd like to point out team. he threw two – no, he threw two touchdowns. Frank Gore ran for a touchdown, and the Jets did not allow a rushing touchdown to their starting running back for the Chargers, who actually look, was playing pretty good. Look out for Queen Williams, man. That guy is a beast. Yeah, but I will say the Jets' defense on, on rushing yards has actually been pretty okay. Um, Tua is not going to be starting. It's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. And yep. if – if anybody knows the players on the opposing team on Miami, well, actually, Miami has literally changed over their whole roster since Gase has been gone. So it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think there's any players that are still there that when he was there, because they were so bad last year, their entire team is like under the age of like 26 and they're all brand new dudes. So two is not going to start. They want to rest him up because after that loss, they just want to make sure that he's healthy going forward. So Patrick. If it's Patrick versus Sam Darnold, yeah, you don't want to rush a thumb injury on your rookie star QB that you tank to get. So I'm going with the Jets. I think they can lose by seven points exactly, maybe even six. They're at home. You keep you you keep underestimating them against good teams. They covered against the Bills. They covered against the Pats. And they will cover against the Dolphins. They are a covering team. I don't know if they'll win, but they don't want to go 0-16. That is some really humiliating stuff this Thanksgiving weekend. They just saw all their families, their girlfriends, their wives, their kids was probably dogging them out. Like, who we all going to beat? And the one factor in this whole thing that makes this whole game scary is just that the Ryan Fitzpatrick factor. Yes, but this is the most likely game that they can win, aside from Cleveland or New England at the very last game of the season, who may have nothing to play for. The rest of the teams after this are my Vegas, Seattle, the Rams, Cleveland, and New England. All playoff teams except for New England. And New England always beats y'all. So this is your last chance to win. So I'm taking the Jets. Give me the points. Wow. Malik. Yep. I'll take the Jets uh, as well. I'll take the points here. Um, I mean, two are not playing. Um, we already know what's going on with Miles Gaskin and that backfield in, 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 in Miami. Um, yeah. Ahmed is going to be back back, is going to be back there again. Um, Fitzpatrick is, is a scary one because he can be – he can he can go up there and dominate, and he can also go up there and throw three picks. You know, and it's just it's, you he never has really two know with him. touchdowns on the season. I just realized that. Good right. Man. You just I mean you just never know with him. I mean, he's, but he is he's, also uh, thirty eight years old. So yeah. yeah, I mean he's a lightning rod. He's a lightning rod, and I and I respect you know I respect his look. I respect his gangster man. The guy never, the guy no matter what team he goes to. That's why I kept, I, told, I, I told you this I told you this a long time ago. <laughs> when you sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, prepare for your quarterback to get hurt. Prepare for. Your, <laughs> quarterback to get hurt because he's got he's, that. So that man retires. He is a he is a he snake bites his franchises. Every franchise he goes to, they bring him in to be the backup, and the starter gets hurt for multiple games and goes out, and he has to come in and, and, and do this. Like I think I'm pretty sure that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, we'll find out very. We may find out that he sold his soul to somebody, um, just for the opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, <laughs> it's come up into. He's come up in school, you know. He's, he's got, he sold sold out the Voldemort or somebody. Somebody got his somebody got his uh, you know got his soul somewhere um, because they gave him his career. But anyway, um, former St. Louis Ram. It's it's just it's the longest bit of the league. <laughs> it's just and it's tough picking the Jets because the Jets have been have you know have been so bad all year. But you know I, I think that they can cover it. I mean, like if, to add to your point, if there's anything that Sam Darnold can do to, you know, help to, you know, make his case for being a starting quarterback, either on the Jets or in the NFL at all next year. It's go out and give a good performance and play 
you know, play a good game, you know, win or lose, play a good game. Um, I, and I can see the Jets. I can honestly see the Jets winning this game too. Like I can see this this being the one the one win that gets them, you know, to that one fifteen record. Still gets you the number one pick, but you know, doesn't 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 put them in uh, doesn't put them in football immortality the way that uh, the the two thousand eight Lions and the two thousand I think thirteen or fourteen Browns were. Um, those are the only two teams that have won zero and sixteen. So. Give me the Jets. I'll take the points, um, and I'm pulling for you guys to win it outright. Uh, I feel like it's a it's a good opportunity here, and um, you know, again, win or lose, like so you, you guys are going to get Trevor Lawrence regardless. Okay, so don't even yeah. worry about it. You're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and you're going to get a new head coach. So <laughs> you should start rooting for them to just win a goddamn game, so that you can feel better about <laughs> about, about anything. <laughs> like just just root for them to win, man. If you've got no reason not to, they're still they are the worst team in the NFL. They will have the best, the number one pick. Do not worry about that. Um, root for them to win. That's it. Uh, listen to me, I'm going to have to change my pick now. That guy's convinced me. <laughs> but I'm going to have Dolphins in the over now. <laughs> I'm changing it to that instead of the under. Changing it to the Dolphins in the over? Yes, because the reason is not only <laughs> Sam Donald. <laughs> I think it's going to be more safe for Sam Donald. The Ryan Fitzpatrick on thing. And you also, the worst thing is that besides Marcus May, in the backfield, the rest of them was a bunch of rookies and quite people that can pack bags in H-E-B. Oh, sorry. I don't know about H-E-B. So H-E-B is a grocery store down here in yeah. Texas. I believe it's Albertsons, right? No, it's H-E-B. H-E-B. Okay. Yeah, I forgot what it stands for. Don't ask me. But anyway, it's a grocery store down here in Texas. But anyway, that I, I besides Marcus May, nobody really knows who else is on that, on that, that, that um, secondary over there. Okay. So I really think Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna come back. He always comes back with the the magic elixir of coming after the quarterback gets hurt. He comes in, he goes off, you know, he started scoring high amounts of points. I started thinking about this over and over. So y'all definitely convinced me. We're gonna get a pounding on this one. <laughs> so it's gonna be the Dolphins <laughs> in the over in this one. I do hope Sam actually shows up and he actually shows real good, but yeah. Thanks for convincing me, guys. Thanks for convincing me. No problem. <laughs> We're always here to motivate our fellow, uh, you know, Jets fans. Or I'm not a Jets fan, but you know, our fellow podcasters. But I'll be really, I'll be really happy if the Jets do win the game. At least if we beat yeah. these guys because they're the um exactly they're they're, been, they're a rival team. on your side for a while. Yes. Now to the last afternoon game, the Cleveland Browns at the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a two two facts about this game. The Jaguars are a nine are on a nine game losing streak after winning their first game of the season, and the Cleveland Browns have beaten the Jaguars since their inception in 1999 as a new franchise, since they got stolen to Baltimore. They had beaten this franchise 60% of the time that they've played. Now, the spread is seven points, and they're in Jacksonville. And they're finally getting back Gardner Minshew after Jake Luton threw four, touch, four inceptions last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving the Steelers an undefeated record, and the Jaguars are ninth loss. Now, this is a tough one, because I believe the Browns are going to win, because Baker Mayfield can't keep not throwing an interception and not throwing a touchdown in every single game because that's almost impossible to do to not make a mistake or make a great play for four weeks straight. Like it's almost never happened except once before in history in the Super Bowl era. So I think the Browns win, but I think the Jags are going to have to cover. I keep picking them to cover and they keep not doing it each week, but the Browns have the best running back, have the best running backs and the best backfield in the league. And their quarterback is as good, if not better, than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Keelan Cole and DJ Shark are both healthy. 
James Robinson for uh, the Jaguars as the bright spot on their team with 700-something yards and five TDs. But the Browns' rushing defense with Miles Garrett and those pass rushes are great. And I think they can slow him down. He's a really good running back, but I think the Browns are going to win this, but the Jags are going to cover. Give me the Jags on the points at home. I like the home dog with that many. And they're gonna. this game is going to be over. It's going to become more of a shootout than anything. So they're going to hit about 48, 50 points in this one. 28-21 or 28-24 Browns. Malik. Ace, 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 my friend, my friend, my brother. I think we've been we've been friends for over 20 years, man, and you keep yes. making the same error. I swear I, I don't do. understand this. I you do. keep making the same error. Look, trusting Jacksonville to do anything but disappoint you is not is is not the way to go. I mean, it's just like trusting the Lions to do got, to, to, to do anything but disappoint you. It's serious. Mullet back. Minshew. Minshew got benched for a reason. Um, oh, he got hurt. It wasn't too. just that he was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. But he got benched because he was bad. Okay. <laughs> this team is not very good. I, we were just talking about the Jets being the number one, being being the worst team in the NFL. Yes. That, Jacksonville ain't too far behind. I mean, this is a team that that made you know concerted efforts to get rid of a lot of the talent on their team. Yes. To specifically do exactly what they're doing. To yes. specifically tank for Trevor. Well, they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay and get get themselves an opportunity. And also right. the GM at the they're, time, they're, president of football operations, was uh, some old man who was great shouting at all the good players. So they all decided to leave. Yeah, I think they are actively they are actively doing whatever they can to get Trevor Lawrence uh, yes. in Jackson in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. And I mean, they better hope that the Jets lose that the Jets win this win win against Miami because they ain't winning anymore. Okay, so they're not winning any more games anytime soon. Um, Cleveland should Cleveland should stop the yard on these boys seriously they should really walk in there it doesn't um, matter that they're playing at home with, I, with fans I, in the stands they could play on madden at at gardner Minshew's house and it still wouldn't matter like they could play in gardner <laughs> Minshew's backyard with gardner Minshew's family in attendance okay mm. they, could, they could be playing this 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 is surprisingly enough it's like i i i don't beat bang the drums for cleveland very often at all and i, I probably this will probably be the first time you ever hear me actually say this but i can't imagine a situation where Cleveland allows Baker Mayfield to come back home after losing to Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like Kevin Stefanski has done an amazing job in his mm-hmm. first year in Cleveland. Yes. He has taken the ball out of um, Baker Mayfield's hands, has put Think the ball that. into the hands of those running those running backs, and he has made probably the most the most the most uh, impressive or the most impressive thing he's done is. He's taken the star of Cleveland and made him not a star. Like the Cleveland's, <laughs> he said, you know, yeah, you can be the face of this franchise and do all the progressive commercials that you want, but if we actually want to win, I need you to do nothing, right? I need you to just kind of be a pretty face in the backfield, hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt, hand the ball off to Nick Chubb, and uh, kind of get out of the way and you know throw twenty five passes a game. That's their that's their that's their theory. That's the way that they want to go about winning. Okay, Miles Garrett is gonna put Gardner Minshew out of the game again. And um, this is just not, this is, this is not going to go well for Jacksonville. So uh, I'll go ahead and take Cleveland and I'll hit the under <laughs> here as well. I don't see Cleveland. I don't see Cleveland. I'm also saying don't see Jacksonville score. Aside from the many points. DJ Chark, I love you. Get out, get out of there. 
the Jags keep the game close. DJ Chark, I love you. Get out of Jacksonville. Find your way out of Jacksonville. <laughs> Just get out of there, please. All right, Ant. All right, so we got the great, the one, the great, the only Mike Glennon starting first time in three seasons. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is going to yes. be starting for Jacksonville because I, I heard the, the shoe is going to be starting. No, no, it's going to be Mike Glennon, the great All one. Right. Oh, <laughs> Still you want to change they, your bet there? Nope. Still you think they cover. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I'm stubborn in my ways. Ace is set in his ways, and he is sticking with that team. Well, you can make that your locker of the week for all you want, but I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. If you have to take – if you have to take – I'm not making it my lock of the week now. Let's not get crazy. But I will say that. if you have, As Malik and you keep saying, if you have to take the ball out of your star quarterback or formerly star quarterback's hands to win games – that's not a great sign. So that well, means just he's, the way he's this bound team's for designed. a three-pick game. That's just the way they win. It, I don't necessarily yeah. think that they have to do it. They... And if you have to win with your running backs, then guess what? You're not going to cover a seven-point spread. Against the team can, that can, can win. He can. I really you know, think well, the way Mike Glennon can't throw. <laughs> Mike, Mike Glennon don't throw very well, so we'll see. He's, he's a game manager, and that's what we need is for the for the Saxonville Jaguars. A, a well, well, he's manager. actually dusting off cobwebs after three um, three seasons, so let's well see what rested. happens on that one. Well rested. But I'm going to go with the Browns <laughs> on this one. <laughs> All right. I'm moving taking the Browns, on. and I'm taking the Browns in the – um. I'm going to take it with the over. Moving on. Moving on. And I'm sorry, Cleveland is my best bet number – my second best oh, bet pick wow. of this week. Sorry. <laughs> wow. That's, that feels like an attack, but we'll we'll move on. <laughs> uh, first afternoon game of the week, New Orleans Saints at the Denver Broncos. This game has been moved up to six points. Uh, everybody keeps betting on the Saints. The Saints will be without their starting right tackle. Uh, he has COVID. Um, they are still starting a running back as their quarterback, I believe, who hasn't thrown a passing touchdown yet. Is that correct? Taysom Hill is still their starting quarterback, Malik? <laughs> Still their starting quarterback, so I'm going to pass the in his NFL career. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to cover. Um, they're a good team, not a great team, but for some reason they seem to be able to put up points. The Saints defense is really going to have to step up. I don't know who the Denver Broncos starting quarterback is, and I don't care. Still Jake Locke. Jake Locke. They're at home. Mm-hmm. They're on the West Coast, and they're at the elevation. That seems to make a difference, and the Saints have been susceptible to, for some reason to – Kind of mediocre teams. They only beat the uh, Dolphins by seven. I think the Broncos at home can do a little bit better. And, oh, the Denver Broncos have major quarterback issues because of COVID-19. Hold on. Let me check this. I'm still taking the Broncos, but I just want to see who's starting. So Driscoll tested positive. So Drew Locke or Brett Ripon or Blake Bortles is going to start. So I'll take Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll take Drew Locke and for them to cover. They seem to be able to put up points on people. Um Everybody except for the Kansas City Chiefs, they can stay with. So they even put up 21 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they can put up 21 on the Saints, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback. They will be able to hold that down and figure out a way. Dolph, Denver Broncos for the cover. Malik. Yeah, you know I hate Denver. I just hate everything about them. I hate you the do. cut. Of, I don't like the cut of their jib. So I'm going to go with, and I, and, and you know, I'm a Saints fan. So I'm going to go with the Saints here. Um, I made the mistake of betting against the Saints or at least not least betting against them to cover against Atlanta, because I believed Mm -hmm. that um, actually at the time when we, the time when we made the pick, 
Taysom Hill was not the starter. Um, we didn't we were, know. Yeah. Everybody was – we were trending towards Jameis Winston being the starter. and Because it just made common sense, yes. I assume that Jameis would give – you know, would give would give away a couple, and that's why I sort of picked Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I probably would have picked New Orleans to cover against uh, against Atlanta if Taysom Hill had started. Not because I believe Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston, but just because I think that the offense is more – the offense would be more conservative and wouldn't give up the turnovers – and, you know, the Saints would do what they needed to do and rely upon their defense, which, which is actually really good this year. Um, and is playing, finally playing up to their expect, uh, the expectations that they had early going, and going into the beginning of the season. So that said, this is a high spread and Denver's at home. Um, so I still think the Saints are going to win. Um, I, and I hate to say it's like, honestly, like, I, again, I hate the Broncos, you know, I do. Um, and I'm a Saints fan, but I'm going to pick Denver to cover yeah. here, here as well with you. I feel like I won something um, already. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the Broncos to cover here. I just feel like it's it's you know it's going to be difficult for them to put up some point, put up points, especially if if it takes him, he can't throw touchdowns. Um, then it's going to be a problem because you know running the running the ball in that elevation is just going to be an issue for them. The one thing I will say though is Alvin Kamara is is an MVP candidate. He should be an MVP candidate. He has basically been the the engine on that entire Saints offense, with or without Drew Brees there. Um, and he's going to be, and he's going to be that again. Um, and I think he's going to be the reason. Him and that defense is going to be the reason. The reason why the Saints win. I just think it's a four or five point win, and um, that Denver is able to hold and uh, and cover the spread there. So I'll take Denver um, and the under as well. All right, and. All right, so I don't have no jibs or anything like that against um, Denver, and <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not the Saints fan. I'm not gonna go go crazy over that. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with pure logic on this one. I'm gonna go with y'all two and the same exact pick, the exact same exact thing with Denver and the under on this one. All right, I like it. Moving on to the next afternoon game. We got two West Coast California teams. We got the San Francisco 49ers visiting the LA Rams at minus six and a half for the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. The San Francisco 49ers are too banged up. They still have no quarterback. Garoppolo's not playing. Still Nick Mullins, who is not an NFL starter. The Rams have a more complete team. They're going to shut down this mini rivalry, and Aaron Donald's going to dominate. And I'm taking the Rams here to win. Minus six and a half, they're going to win by seven to ten points. Rams for the win. Ant. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with this same same exact thing. Rams and I'm going to go Rams and over in this one. They're definitely going to take them out. I don't believe anything with San Francisco right now. I mean, yes, they have a good coach. Should you should we should put that in there? But I think the Rams are actually going to is going to dismantle them. They have the Rams actually have to win this so they can stay in this playoff hunt. Ooh. More bad news. It just got announced. Santa Clara County, home of the 49ers, and the Stanford Cardinal and San Jose State have just banned all contact sports. So now the 49ers have to figure out where they're going to play all their home games for the next couple of weeks and also practice. Wow. So, yeah. So this game that. might actually be moved. Um, yes, the NFL is going to have to find a different site for them to play, and maybe they'll move down to – Maybe they'll move over to the old Oakland Stadium, play some games up there, or move back into San Francisco County and play their games up there. This is what you get for playing 40 miles away from where you say you play, San Francisco. <laughs> Malik, what say you? 
<laughs> that's the reason why San Francisco is covering this game. Dan. Wow. They are going to cover, cover, cover this game. Look, um, San Francisco, the one thing that they, they do have going for them, I believe, is that uh, they have a few people coming back. Um, it seems like, it sounds like uh, Raheem Mostert is going to be back. Kittle, uh, Kittle won't back. be back. Kittle won't be back. I don't think, I'm not saying that they're going to win or lose. Um, but it sounds like they may be getting uh, Raheem Mostert back. Um, they may be getting back Debo Samuel, who's who's probably the best receiver on that team. Um, back. Some folks on there, uh, Jordan Reed's going to be back as their as their tight end, okay. um, and they're getting back some of the, some of the defensive talent as well, uh, including Richard Sherman. So, uh, with the exception of, I don't again, I don't think that the Rams are you know going to lose this game, but I think that they. Definitely, you know, I think the six and a half is going to be a tough cover. Um, and to me, you know, moving a venue, moving a location is going to be just as difficult for the 49ers. I mean, for the for the Rams, it is for the 49ers. You know, they were expecting on playing at a specific location. Oh, no, the Rams are at home. They're this game have... is supposed to be at home. It's the next two weeks after this that the. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. About. So then they don't have they don't have anything to worry about there, and uh, yeah, they'll 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 go in. You know, nothing changes this week, at least for San Francisco. You know, what the only thing that changes now is they're getting back some players. Uh, they're getting back some 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 of their folks. And um, look, I mean, I said this. I said this as well last week. Um, if I have to trust Jared Goff to do anything, I don't like it. Um, and so, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to trust him to cover for me either. So I'm going to take San Francisco to cover. Um, and in fairness, you and, were correct uh, because the Rams did not cover last week. I don't believe. Uh, they did. Who oh no! Play? Wait, they did. Um, they totally did. Cover. No, they did. That's right. They yeah, did. I, I, take that back. Sorry. I, I. But it was the defense. The, it wasn't. It wasn't Goff last week i picked the real against tampa's i didn't I, right 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 yeah. golf golf played okay you yeah. know um again divisional game you know San Francisco got some people coming back and said it kyle shanahan is a, is, a, is, a, is a good coach um and i think the rams keep the rams keep rolling and they, they get a win because the, you know they, they need to get a win and against a good team but six and a half is a bit high for me so i'll go ahead and take the points all right moving right along we got the kansas city chiefs at the Tampa bay buccaneers the game of the week for in the last afternoon game. This is going to be featured on Fox NFL Sunday. Somehow the Chiefs are still only three and a half point favorites. I guess it's because they're playing in Tampa. Um, I don't see how the Chiefs do not win this game. This is going to be my second lock of the week. They're the faster team. They're the better team. They're the much younger team. Um, they came out and got a win against Las Vegas when they wanted to avenge that loss where they circled their stadium. Because they, you know, we love to do victory laps in the middle of the November, as opposed to Kansas City Chiefs who do them in February, which is, I think some new T-shirt they're selling. So jump on that, Chiefs fans. Um, they're going to come out here and show how old Tom Brady actually is. He's going to look like he's 75 years old by the end of this game. So I'm taking the Chiefs. The over/under is 53. They're somehow going to score like 70, 80 points, much like the Buffalo Kansas State game. There might be 110 points scored between these two teams. Who knows? But either way, expect the Chiefs to go all out and have a great game in this one. Their secondary is very good, very tough. Gronkowski might have a TD in terms of fantasy purposes, but aside from that, Chiefs, 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 all day, the Chiefs for the win by at least a touchdown. And what do you got to say? Well, I'm going with the Chiefs as well, but I want to go with the Chiefs with an under in this one because um, the Chiefs are not really trying to score a lot of points. They're just trying to win the game. Mm. But – I, I think this over and under here is kind of too high for this. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is kind of old and stuff like that, but I think they're going to try to still hang in there a little bit. 
because they're still trying to get into playoffs where they're going to actually – that's when they're going to actually step it up and, you know, fight a little bit harder. But I really still, I'm still going to go with Kansas City on this one. I'm going to go with them with the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of score, um, scoring happening on this one, at least not as much as with the over and under saying. All right. Malik. Yeah, I Tampa Bay is in a is, is a bit of a mess now, and and I love to see it. This is this is actually this is a great thing for the NFL. It's a great thing for football. It's a great thing for fandom. Great thing for me. Um, I I like I like when Tampa sucks. I like when they're bad, and they've been bad for a while. <laughs> they've been bad the last couple of weeks, and I'm good with this. Like I'm perfectly fine with this. I think the rest of the world wants Tampa Bay to be so good because they want them to be, you know, sitting on sit, sitting at the top and, and they love the Tom Brady story. Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady's older than the three of us, okay? And that's and that's tough because we're old, okay? And Tom Brady's older, all right? I'm so not listen, old. they're done. You speak for They yourself. are done. <laughs> they are done. They are done. Tom Brady is done. Patrick Mahomes is the young bull. Uh, he is coming in town. He is going to show exactly why Tampa Bay does not deserve, did not deserve all the credit and the, and the praise that they were getting at the, you know, in the, during the off season when they were acquiring all kinds of talent, Antonio Brown, karma has finally caught up to him. He is no longer any good. He is not worth talking about other than, you know, his, his, his court cases. Well, so and, uh, I actually feel a little bit good that he's like, he's not as good as we thought he was going to be this year. And he didn't make, he didn't make an impact. Like he, he didn't make an impact that everybody believed he would. Yeah. Look, I still think Tampa's going to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to find a way into the playoffs. But this is the, this is the type of game where they come in and, and they're playing against a team that's clearly better than them. Um, Kansas City is not going to allow this one to, to, to get – they're not going to allow Tampa Bay to, you know, walk all over them. Uh, they're going to come in. They're going to play hard. They're going to play fast. And uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay is going to lose this game pretty, pretty easily. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to take KC as well um, to cover that three and a half points. I think, frankly, I think this is the same thing. I think this is Vegas being super, super conservative because they trust and they believe in Tom Brady. And they're, you know, they're saying, you know, trust Tom because he'll get it done. Well, no, he ain't. And he's proven the last couple of weeks he can't get it done by himself anymore. He's not super Tom any longer. The TV 12 technique no longer works. It sucks. TV TV twelve is now TV old, and uh, let's get on. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. I was wondering, do you guys right. one of these? Do you think that both of these teams can actually meet up in the um, Super Bowl? No, um, no, the NFC, they're not. I don't see how that. I don't see how the Bucks are going to beat either the Packers, right? Like realistically, how the Bucks going to beat the Packers? How are the Bucks going to beat um, whoever wins the whoever either the Rams or the Seattle Seahawks? Like, let's say the Bucs win their division or even the Saints. Let's say they got to play the Saints again. They've lost to them twice. They could end up beating the winner of the NFC East and then losing to the Rams again in the divisional playoff. Tampa has, lo- they, yeah, Tampa has lost to the Rams, the Saints. I believe they lost to the – no, they beat the Packers. They beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. All right? They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Saints twice. Okay? They're not beating Aaron Rodgers a second time. So, so they lost to two of the teams that they would actually have to face in the playoffs. They've yeah. shown nothing against any of those teams. So the only team that they could conceivably, like to Ace's point, beat is the Giants or Washington. some other, you know, whoever's coming out of the East. Like, sure, so we'll give them that one. 
they'll win that game. But, but you're asking, all, you're going to ask. That's not Tim, why they created the super team. That's not why they created this team. You're asking Tim, and you're going to ask Tampa to go on the road for three straight, three straight weeks to go to go win games. Sorry, it's not going to happen. So I not guess maybe going to happen. I guess maybe now the best thing to do is to elevate um, Josh Rosen from the practice squad up to the main squad. You know, get him ready for next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let him, let him get, let him start getting some reps. No, they're they're gonna run this one back. I mean, they they got time signed for two years. They're gonna run this back. They they need to run this back. Um, Go run into yeah, the ground. It's, it's, it's not gonna work. It's gonna happen. It's not gonna work this year. They're gonna ride this straight until the wheels fall off. The wheels are falling off. <laughs> no, they're not falling off because they got a winning team. They're gonna fall off next year when they go eight and eight, and it's like, ooh, he shouldn't be out here. <laughs> All the time is catching up to him, and we knew it was going to happen. Last year, I did blame it on the talent for the uh, New England Patriots, but they still won the division and had a home game. So I can't say it was all him. But this year, he's got uh, all the talent in the world. Like, Mitchell Trubisky would be succeeding with this team, I think, in my opinion. Like, that's how good they are. And remember, he went 12-4 and four with the Bears his second year in the league. So let's not act like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback right now. He's the greatest quarterback to a lot of people ever. But right now... Right now, he is not. Yeah, I think no. Mike Glenn might do a better job. He could. He could have a better game this week. Green Bay Packers at my Chicago Bears. I'm going first. The Bears are getting nine points. Okay. Uh, Trubisky is expected to be the starter. They're getting David Montgomery back. I'm still not shaky about that. His knee may still be an issue. So that means without him, they basically have no running game. Their offensive line has been basura all year. For our non-Spanish speakers, that means trash. And I see the defense stepping up in this one. Nine points is a lot. I can't imagine the Bears losing at home by that much. This game is not going to get postponed. So the Packers, Alan Lazard, like their receivers are good for the Packers, but they're just giving up. They're dropping too many easy passes. I think the Packers can win this game. I do not think the Packers can win this game by 10. Chicago has the much better defense. And if Trubisky can just move around a little bit and buy some time, he will find people that are open. I see the Bears, shockingly, I cannot see them winning this game, although I would love for them to because it would salvage their season because they're still in the middle of the road. So I either lose them all or start winning right now. But I'm going to take the Bears with nine points at home. That is way too big of a spread. Only three teams all year have covered a spread this big, and usually they were at home. They weren't on the road. And the Packers have just been too shaky. This is the same Packers team that gave up 20 points to Jake Luton. So it's not unreasonable that um, Mitchell Trubisky can somehow get it done against them as he has in the past. So, yeah, we're going to go with the Bears here. I know I'm being a bit of a homer, but nine points is a lot. I'm going to take the under as well. I expect this to be a low-scoring game. If the Bears actually win, it's going to be even lower scoring somehow. So I'm going to take the Bears with the points. Malik, what do you got to say? Yeah, the problem with this is I think that most people don't trust Chicago to be able to generate points. Um, I think that's where the that's where the spread comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago has not shown the ability to generate points consistently through any through any particular means. Um, the running game hasn't been <clears throat> the running game hasn't been something they can lean on, and the passing game hasn't been hasn't been good either. Um, regardless of the quarterbacks quarterback that's been out there, and so it's just really tough to see where the points come from, despite in a uh, and you can see clearly where the points are coming from with the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah. They have one of the better offenses in the NFL and can score pretty much, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is clicking, they're scoring at will. Um, 
And that's the reason why I'm going to take Green Bay here. I don't like giving the points. Um, Ace, you made a, you made a really good, you made a really good argument there. I don't like giving the points. I don't like giving nine points to anybody, especially not a home underdog. Um, but I feel like this is the type of this is the type of game where if Chicago can't generate points early, Green Bay can get ahead seventeen and and just keep them at bay. Chicago's kicking field goals. Um, keep keep Chicago kicking field goals when they score a touchdown. Um, so I I could see this going somewhere somewhere on around you know thirty one sixteen somewhere around there. And uh, ending ending with that type of uh, that type of a final. So, give me Green Bay, and I will give the points um, begrudgingly because I don't like usually giving this nine. So, Ant, over to you uh, for your pick. Green yeah, Bay I'm definitely going to go with Green Bay here. I'm going to go Green Bay to over both um, Rogers and Matt Lafleur. You know, basically got a good connection now, and I really just don't. I I, I really just don't think the Bears is actually going to pull it out. I'm sorry, Aaron. I think I think they're just going to get the, the Bahamas beat. You know. But um, definitely going to go with Green Bay in this one. I got give me Green Bay in the over. Let's see here. All right. All right. Last and definitely not least, we got Monday Night Football with the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Seattle Seahawks. And the Eagles are getting five and a half. And I think this is kind of perfect because the Seattle Seahawks defense is awful. And I could easily see them winning this game by somehow four points. And the Eagles seem to be able to put up points against good teams and also lose. Um, this is going to be one of the tougher ones of the week because I don't see the Eagles being able to be this consistently bad for this long. Wentz is the most talented quarterback on that team. I'd like to remind everybody that, that Jalen Hurts is their backup quarterback, former, I think, Oklahoma standout and also Alabama star who got replaced by Tua. And he's also not very tall and doesn't have a stronger arm as Carson Wentz, who was, you know, he led the team to about nine wins in that Super Bowl winning season. And he also led them to the playoffs last year as well with an actual winning record. The Eagles just need to get over some injuries. Their secondary is still so-so. Their wide receivers are all right. They have no running game. They need to either draft better or trade for somebody. It's kind of wild that they're this bad on defense because it's not this team's identity. They have two good running – they have two good linebackers, and they still have – one of the best defensive tackles in the game in Fletcher Cox. Seattle Seahawks defense is a sieve. I could actually see – this is going to be a tough one. I can see the Seahawks winning, but I can't see them blowing the Eagles out because they will just ease up once they get up by 10 points. So I'm going to take the Eagles to cover on Monday Night Football. I don't think they can win. The fact that this over-under has now gone up to like 50 is kind of surprising, but I can see them – I could see them covering. Um, so I'm going to take the Eagles plus the five and a half. It might actually go up, but I'm, I'll, I'd take them at five and a half. At seven and a half or at six, I would definitely take the Eagles. It seems to be a consistent team. And, yeah, I'm going to take them in terms of being able to cover. I don't know about Carlton Wentz. Right? He's been a little bit shaky lately and stuff like that. But I don't like that over and under as well. I, I still see I see Seattle pulling this off. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go straight forward with it. I'm gonna put Seattle on the under in this one. All right, Malik. Last pick of the week. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if this was if this was the real birds fighting each other, like the eagles, uh, eagles actually fighting Seahawks, I would lean Eagles. Um, you know, I would definitely pick the, the the predatory bird over the Seahawk, which you know, you know I, I like Seahawks, but no, not not I'm not a Make it not even not more thinking. Fun. What if it was the two head coaches fighting? <laughs> oh, I mean, then I would definitely put Pete Carroll ahead of it because Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll still, really? Pete Carroll is like ninety years old and the man the man's still in amazing shape i think i, I think he does krav maga or something like that I'm, i wouldn't be surprised um <laughs> but yeah i this is to me this is just coming down to do you trust carson Wentz more than you trust russell wilson and despite russell wilson's you know recent struggles um mm -hmm. you know trying to play a little hero ball out there and you know trying to you know will his team to victory when the defense has not been good enough to to hold leads for them um i trust him i trust him to get the job done here and to make enough plays uh, with his offense to force um, to force Carson Wentz to do what Carson Wentz has done pretty much all season, which is turn the football over. Um, he's, he leads the league in the, he leads the league in, tur in turnovers. Um, I believe he's eighteen right now for the season, mm -hmm. fourteen interceptions, four fumbles, um, and so he's not shown a propensity to hold on to the ball to make any um, and, and to you know, give Seattle or give his give the opponent the opportunity to win games. Uh, with a short field. And that's not what you want to give DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, T uh, Tyler Lockett, whomever the, ha the running back happens to be in the rest of the Seattle Seahawks offense. All right. They can take, they can, they can take short field and turn them into seven. So that's me. That's me, Seattle. And uh, I'll take the over here. All right. All right. Anthony, you, you're following me on the Eagles, huh? Or are you taking the Seahawks? No, I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm so taking I gotta Seahawks see another. when the Eagles cover this game, if I'm going to be ahead of you finally at the end of this week. I thought you jumped ahead of me already. Well, I have. I have yeah, that's not going to last. We're, we're tied right now. Oh, it's going to last, my man. It's going to last. No, I'm about to blow you away, you know. Because I now have 26 wins and 42 losses, and you too have 26 wins and 42 losses. Wait, so you all three of us are tied right now? No, because oh, Malik me, is yeah. now Malik is still two games ahead. Me and you are tied because you were one game ahead of me. Houston covered. You took Detroit for some reason, and Malik also knew to take Detroit. We all took Dallas, and I took Baltimore, and I'm sticking with Baltimore, and you two are sticking with Pittsburgh. So I should have known better than to trust in, you know, Andy Dalton. Houston, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Yeah, don't do it. But don't I do it. Never do it again. The running game was going to come through in Washington. <laughs> Washington's defense has really shown how good they are. Montez Sweat. And uh, Chase Young have shown why they were both number one draft picks or first round draft picks, and they're balling out for real, for real. Antonio Gibson, player of the day, seriously, player of I the day. I last drafted round. him more in more fantasy leagues, but I didn't. Oh, and even and even our old man Adrian Peterson came through with two touchdowns, but I didn't start him because mm. yeah, Houston's running. I'm surprised that one. Rated pretty high. He was a vulture. He those are vulture TDs. He ran them both in from like two, three yards out. But he had fifty-five yeah. yards on like twelve carries, so that was actually really good for him. No, I'm surprised you didn't start him. Yeah, I had better guys to start, but then Baltimore went down, so it is what it is. But we'll ho hopefully that game goes off this week. Shout out to everybody at the University of Buffalo and Jared Patterson for those eight touchdowns. Um, hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving, had some good food. Malik, Anthony, y'all want to say anything? Shout out to my Detroit Lions uh, organization for doing the right thing. Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, goodbye, good riddance. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, I respect your attempt. It was a great try, but it wasn't good enough. Get out.
uh, and uh, you know, you can turn in all of your equipment. Turn it, turn it, turn in everything that you have. Your 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 lion's hats, your your all of your lion's gear. You don't need to you don't need to wear any of that anymore. It's perfectly fine. Just give it up. Move on. The pencil. Keep the pencil because that's your thing, right? You know that's the Matt Patricia thing. You know, keep the pencil. Uh, you're perfectly fine with that. Um, but yeah, feel free to feel free to just uh, just leave. Just just leave the entire city of Detroit. Leave us alone and uh, go about your business. Go back to go back to New England. Belichick has a spot for you somewhere. He always does. <laughs> well, my shout out is going to be to Travis Etienne. You know, going to be a future Jet as well. We're going to get you with a second number one pick. Don't worry, you're going to be joining Trevor Lawrence and a new, um, a new coach soon. No. 0 16. Dabble Sweet is going to be a new coach too. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we can get the triple threat, Dabble, it's going to be on. Do it. Do it. Dabble Sweet, Trevor Lawrence, and Travis Etienne. Just do it. Just do it right away. I know we have to pay. Remember what I said about cover bins, okay? Remember what I said about cover bins. We're <laughs> gonna be the greatest cover bin on earth. Don't try to cover cover Clemson. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be the greatest cover bin on earth, copying Clemson all the way to college, from college oh, to no NFL. <laughs> What's going? Make it happen. Yeah. All right, and that's it for this week, week twelve. These are our Sunday game picks. Keep following us. Keep following along on Twitter at Sports Gods Picks, and make sure to follow the show at Podbean and also at Google Podcasts and TuneIn Radio. And that is a wrap.